Genre. Welcome back to The Doctor's Companion, the weekly podcast we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Nick and relative Jimenez in space. (laughs) (laughs) Today, please don't do that every week. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if I can ever do that again. (laughs) Today on the show, we'll be discussing the pilot, uh, which is actually not... The pilot episode of Doctor Who, that's another thing that we've already covered. Um, But the first episode of Series 10, entitled The Pilot, written by Stephen Moffat. Uh, Welcome back, everybody. Yes. I don't know who I'm talking about. Doesn't it feel good to be back talking about Doctor Who again? It feels really surreal. It does. (laughs) It it feels like it's not really back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, it, 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 it's like yeah. it's like the, it's like when a it's like when a significant other comes back after a long time, you know. It takes Aww. a little bit of time to actually be like, "Oh, wow, this person actually is like back here," you know. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I'm sure all everyone listening to this has also been avidly keeping up with our long way round episodes. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's it sweeps. Um. Uh, this is when suddenly we get this huge uptick of listeners because everyone's like, oh, they're talking about stuff we care about. Aww. And like, uh, and, like Facebook, and Facebook hits on the on the Dr. Companion Facebook. Mm-hmm. Very true. All week, all week I've been like, oh, my God, people remember that that's a thing. <laughs> right. Uh, so, like yeah. Mushu so this... gif. <laughs> Mushu gif? You know, that gif of Mushu where he's like, I live. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm down with the kids, Scott. I know what all the memes are. I know all the <laughs> bank memes. All right. Fair enough. Um, so the pilot, the first episode of series 10, uh, written by Stephen Moffat, directed by Lawrence Go or Goff. I had that exact same question when I was watching the episode. Yeah. I don't think I've ever told anyone this, but once after watching Vincent and the doctor, I was having dinner afterwards with some like, some friends that are that are still friends, and um, I tried saying Van Gogh in conversation, and yeah. I was heartily laughed at, and it's one of the most embarrassing things that ever happened to me. Oh, yeah, because they immediately well, because why are you saying it like the English person? Yeah, it's uh, it's no good. It's no good. So in that um, case, we get to say it the more fun way, which is Lawrence Go. Lawrence Go. Lawrence Go. God. Lawrence, go. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> I'll go. <clears throat> hey oh. For those of you oh my God, playing I'm... at home. For those of you playing at home, my first name is Lawrence. I go by my middle name, Scott. <clears throat> like John Blake. <laughs> right. Oh my god. Or John Harrison. Yeah. <laughs> whose first name is Khan. 
Con John Harrison. <laughs> my name's Con John Harrison. I'm here to help you save money on car insurance. <laughs> well, so that's uh, that's. I, I also I need to point out um, uh, what I think the my favorite thing about the Wikipedia page or the the wiki page for the pilot yeah. is that it lists the main enemy as sentient oil puddle. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong. I mean, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, no, they're not wrong. And we never found out the name of the thing, so we don't really know. Oh my um, God. Well, but I just because twelve's not that. good at naming stuff. No, remember the boneless? Like no one calls them that, right? I don't even remember what that was. The graffiti that was, monsters. Yeah, the graffiti monsters. Yeah. Ah. Uh, I name you the boneless, and I'm like, yeah, that's what you order at like Wingstop. <laughs> <laughs> um so let's uh i guess i guess before we get into like heavy spoilers and details and stuff uh what what was everybody's thoughts on you know the on this episode and on uh our new companion bill uh and and i guess to a lesser extent to a much lesser extent nardle um, sure. This who, is his now third episode in the show, right? Who fourth, third, fourth, third, 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 but third, third in a row. <laughs> oh yeah, that's weird. Yeah, which you don't think of because there was like a year off right. between there. But mm-hmm. yeah, third episode in a row. Um, and and damn it, I we we talked about it. Uh, how much I didn't like him in uh the uh, husbands of River Song talked about how I liked him better in last year's Christmas special. Um, but in this episode, they, they do exactly what I said. I was always afraid of with this character and they make a poop joke. They had to <laughs> make a poop joke. It was a very, it was, it. it was a very British poop joke though. Was it? It was, I mean, it wasn't like, I don't know. I I thought it, Nardle... it felt like it felt like a joke that would fit right into a Melissa McCarthy movie. Oh, me. the poop joke! I was like, yeah, yeah. When he was like, I wouldn't go in there for yeah, a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. On the count of me shits. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. I, I will. While I did not like that joke, I will say that I found Nardle to be and Matt Lucas to be delightful in this episode. Yeah, he was okay. He was all right. Uh, uh, the poop joke aside, he was all right. Um, and he had he had some moments. What, 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 what oh, did you yeah. think, Cass? Um, as far as him, I thought he was kind of like a non-entity. Um, yeah, sure. he was That's just true. kind of there. I liked the. He's, he seems to be like a stand-in for the for Doctor Who fans to a certain extent, because there's he's like that of- bit. There's that bit where he's commenting on them bantering because he's just like, oh, look, it's the Doctor Companion thing. Yay. Yeah. And, then, and, then, and then and there was that moment where he's staring at her and she's like, you you go. You go now. Right. Yeah. Now you go. <laughs> like, yeah. it's almost not funny. And then Matt Lucas adds a little touch to it that makes it work. Yeah. I like the very and- beginning where he's showing her into the room and they do like, is he supposed to be like a robot? Cause he just has, yeah, his- I yeah. was really confused. <laughs> I, had forgotten, I had forgotten that he isn't a person that, that that is a robot body. Remember? Cause he's, he's just a head. Yeah. Did, did they, did they talk? I thought they said that he got him a new bot. I guess I didn't, 
realize they, he meant like a robot body. Yeah, I think when we said yeah. got him a new body, we assume like some sort of biomimetic thing, but not just yeah. the, with screws and everything, like a common car. <laughs> yeah. It's super weird though because like he's su- he's like really he's like squeaking like like you're expecting him to be like oil can mm-hmm. like any any second in that first scene and then never the again. rest of the episode yeah he's just like a human I don't like he's fine <laughs> weird I guess he got his oil can I don't know did anyone else think that their streaming or file thing was wrong when the episode just started so abruptly yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think so. My first thought was like, my first thought was like, oh my God, is this like part two? Is it like two parts? Like, and like, oh my God, no, this is just how they're starting it. Yeah. So what do we want to talk about first, you guys? Well, well, let's, well, I guess like over, like I said, overall thoughts, let's, let's, before we get to the episode itself, let's talk about Bill. Um, Okay. What do we think about Bill? Because personally, I think... She is, I mean, based on just like her introduction, like her first episode, I felt like she was a breath of fresh air and adds a sense of normalcy to the show that hasn't been around since Donna. Mm. Yeah, she really just feels very normal, like a very like mm. normal person. You know, you know what? Something that the, the three of us have brought up a lot in the and and going back to the Chris the uh, the Russell T Davies episodes and in the long way round, uh, she brings a real sort of working class sense of energy to the show mm-hmm. that we were just talking about missing, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas, uh, you know, even though I, I'm enjoying both of these characters, you know, you look at Clara and and I keep I almost calling her Karen, uh, Amy, uh, yeah. they're very kind of like hipstery kind of American like like model yeah you know they don't look like people you know they look like people you see on like magazines not to take away from right. their talents as actresses they're both very good actresses but mm-hmm. Pearl Mackey's energy is just so like yeah yeah grounded it's grounded and, yeah mm-hmm, and you feel like th- this is a character that has bills to pay no pun intended and like <laughs> you know isn't you know she seems like a person with like <laughs> sorry uh, I, I really, I really hope. Oh man, I think you just titled the episode. I'm writing that down. <laughs> Bills, to pay. Bills to pay. Yeah, and and like I not okay. So 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 there's something that I we're gonna. I I, I hate to be bringing this up so soon because I'm sure you have it listed as like a discussion point. But um, oh, this past year we've had a couple of movies where uh, big franchise movies that have been introducing LGBT characters which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But I thought extra kudos was owed to this episode for making an LGBT relationship part of the plot in such a moving, scary, un- just really kind of cool way. And I, I was like, wow, when they, when they announced that, 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 that Bill was going to be gay, they really weren't like, I was expecting like a LeFou scene, you know, I mean, not to draw comparisons, mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, like, how, is it just going to be peppering or are they like, no, they made it part of the story. And I just thought that was really cool and impressive. I, I, I like that too. I think that some people who are, you know, rearing and ready to criticize Moffat for any, anything that he does mm-hmm. will see this episode and go, 
oh, great. Another LGBT uh, relationship that ends in tragedy. But uh, well, I, yeah, they're not, it's, yeah, but it's not a relationship. Like they just met. Like it's, it's just a, well, yeah. no, no, it's not even that. It's just like, the beginnings of something yeah, that ends in tragedy. Exactly. Like, I don't, I don't think it qualifies. It's not like, and that's the know, tragedy is that you can see the chemistry. It's like that episode right. of Buffy where Buffy meets that really cute, nice guy. And then he gets off before the cold open. Right. <laughs> Spoilers for yeah. that one episode of Buffy. Uh, <laughs> right. But yeah. yeah. So like, I, I, I think that that would be something that a lot of people point out, but I, I would cry foul against that criticism. Cause I don't, I don't think that's what this is. And if we, if we, I don't know, judge, if we're not, if we're going to judge like every instance, like of a, of a lesbian character or an LGBTQ character as like this precious thing that can't have drama and, you know, conflict, mm -hmm. I, I, I feel like we're going to be in a place that isn't, isn't great. Um, I, I, I'm with you, Nick. I think that this was a really good way of introducing that, like, and not, not hiding the fact that Bill is a lesbian, um, and also like, like having it part of the plot, uh, in a way that to me doesn't feel, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like where they're, where they're, um, tacked on, uh, like no, where they're like using it as like a flag, you know, of just being like, eh, look at this, look, look, she's like totally a lesbian. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. it's not very showboaty. Yeah. Like, like that, it's like, all kind of, kind of sort whatever, of what everyone's problem with that Pepsi commercial was. The kind of pandering. Sure. Sort of, oh god. Yeah, <laughs> pandering. That's what I'm. Yeah, yeah. pandering. Like it, it's not pandering. I don't think. I I think that it That's is. It it was actually very subtle. I think that the way they did it, like it, it really felt like uh like any like beginnings of any like cute little like relationship mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, I thought it was really good. Yeah, Cass, what did you think? Um, I love Bill. I mm -hmm. adore her. Um, if she dies, I'm gonna I'm gonna riot. But like the <laughs> the thing about like killing off um Heather, I mean, I know we're not supposed to like whatever. Anyway, so I'm talking about it. So the thing about doing that. <laughs> is like I'll give it a pass, but if it's if it's like a trend in the show, sure. Like I understand it's a trend in media right now, but like if it's a trend in the show, then I'm gonna have a problem with it. Sure, but, sure. And and you would be right too. Like yeah. if this is just a one-off thing, that's one thing. Yeah, but, but if they just yeah, keep killing totally off right. girls that Bill likes, right. Yeah, that's, right. that's that's a problem. But I like, think I'm, I'm laughing because. That would be such an absurd thing to do. And like, if they did it, I would cry. Like, it would just be the worst no. thing. I no. loved her. Oh, yeah. no. oh, man. Every time. <laughs> the Rory of this season is everyone that oh, Bill God. has a crush on. Every they, single woman. Um, they just pull for the supernatural. Yeah, I, I liked how normal they made it seem. Like, it yeah. wasn't like, oh, look how gay she is. Like, it's just like two mm -hmm. girls, they meet and they, like, have this connection and then it kind of just ends. Yeah, and, and I feel like Moffat learned something from the Moffat who was running the show when Matt Smith was a doctor. Because if Matt Smith was the doctor, he would comment on the fact that she likes a girl. Like, he'd be like, wait, a yeah. girl? It's like, like wait, you you're like not into me? Like, oh, 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 like, oh right. Yeah, like he would, he would, he would yeah. be like, oh, 
And he would get like kind of like flustered and like yeah, I mean, you know, like who you like. Blah, blah, blah. Like he would he would have like this whole flustery moment. And and Capaldi's doctor is just like, yeah, okay. So yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> tell I like, me the next part of the story. Yeah. Like <laughs> he doesn't even care. I like that they kind of set that up really early on with Clara too, because like there's all like there were the jokes about like her like her appearance or like her outfit or whatever. And Capaldi mm-hmm. is just like, I don't care. You guys right. are all humans. I don't, I don't, I literally don't care. Yeah, um, oh, okay. I thought you, I thought you were referencing Clara's b- bisexuality. Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> I, I, though, like there, I get, there's that part where they go to the other planet. And I'm just like, oh man, is Arya Stark here? And then I was like, oh wait, she's with Clara. Never mind. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, she, oh, cause she remember when she dated Jane Austen? Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. I forgot about and that. And she's con- she was constantly talking about uh, like how she had crushes on women. And River is kind of like that too. But like both of them were kind of like overly like flirty about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. oh yeah, I kissed a girl or whatever. But Bill's just right. like yeah, whatever. Yeah, like River Song always kind of it felt vaguely sort of like this is an adolescent view of what like you know girl on a girl loving a girl is like you know yeah right where it kind of feels exploitative kind of like but this felt very again grounded Exploi- and- exploitative that's what i that was oh, the word i was thinking of earlier yes yeah right anyway i will say like the first her first monologue um where she's talking about the the girl that she was like flirting with and then oh she and she like accidentally like made her gain yeah weight. how yeah. she gained weight i was like oh oh Moffat and I was really really worried but I think that was like my only issue with this whole episode and I actually I actually while the choice of the story you know obviously the whole thing is written so like every everything is is a decision that Moffat is making and he could have told that story in another way however I do like what it says about Bill which is that that she obviously likes things too much (laughs) <laughs> like, like, you know, like, like she gets a puppy and she squeezes it to death. Oh, no. Yeah. She, she realizes that she had gotten. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's kind of like, yeah, I know we've sort of come to take when someone is, you know, quote fat, therefore they, something bad has happened to them. But right. she just saw it more. She didn't see it that way. She's like, it just happened because I, I fed her too much food. Isn't that just like me? And we even yeah. when we even cut to them seeing each other again and and the camera, the 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 show lets us know that Bill is still attracted to her. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like, totally. She, she's not And like, And because yeah. the other thing that it does, too, is it sets up what becomes the end of this episode, mm-hmm. which is that because Bill made her promise not to leave she's getting followed around by her the whole episode <laughs> and so again it's it's the it's the squeeze of the puppy too hard syndrome it's the same yeah, thing as the chips nice. with the with the girl mhm um so i i actually i i while i don't like the choice that that moffat chose as the story i do like like the the note behind the note the the story behind the story yeah. and, i like and, what it and it, it's a, it tells yeah. you tells us about bill yeah and it's just an interesting way to i just thought it was an interesting way to uh vocal vocalize or communicate that part of a character to us mm-hmm. i was like well, that's interesting and then I'm also yeah. glad that it didn't end with like a really cringy, mean-spirited joke or something, you know? Yeah. Um, there wasn't a moment like like when she saw the girl again, she wasn't like, 
like the girl like like you know winks and and she shudders yeah you know yeah. like that wasn't the moment they they like they like shared like a flirtatious wink like they both yeah. like winked so bill um, and i was me, i was into that i like that bill seems to <clears throat> me just like kind of this you know this creature that just people get really infatuated with really quickly she just seems to like and bring out like that the best in people in that way Oh really? You think it's that? I I saw I see her as the opposite. Yeah, oh, really? I like I like that she wears her heart on her sleeve. Yeah, like she like she falls in love with like five different people every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I kind of like that. Yeah, she's a big heart. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. That's why I hope that she's still the companion next season when we have a female dollar d- doctor. <laughs> um, I thought um, that she um I thought that would be great. announced that she wasn't coming back. Or was that fake? No, that wasn't an, an official announcement. Oh, that okay. was an assumption by someone oh. supposedly connected to the yeah. whatever. It's oh, not. It news? wasn't. Yeah, it was fake news. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Did you guys hear that 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 fake doctor getting cast thing that went around last night? What? Yes. Yeah, there was like a dude that was like, "This actor cast as the doctor," and I was like, I, "This is fake." But I, I don't. Yeah. I, no. I, yeah, because because the. How big it got. Because the doc, it got really big. Um, because the doctor, the doctor that they said it was, is the guy in that was the lead in the worst story of Love Actually. Oh, why? The guy, the 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 British guy who goes to America to get laid. Hmm. Lovely. The red, the redhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, him. That's who they said was cast, and I was like, they <laughs> would be shooting themselves in the foot. Um, yeah. I think the only reason that he was rumored is because he's like kind of weird looking and ginger. That's it. I think that's the only reason. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Is that like the people saying Tilda Swinton was going to be the next doctor? It's at that level, I think. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Only I want that to happen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't like really well known actors. I don't. I don't like well, that idea true. for the doctor. Yeah. Um. I'm I I really like that rumor that uh the the actress from Fleabag uh oh Phoebe Waller-Gate yep yep I really love her for that I think she would be she's like just the right amount of buzz she's buzzy she's buzzy in the way that like Matt Smith was and like David Tennant was like it makes sense like ooh the guy from Casanova or you know what I mean like right 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 totally so. That's uh, that's where I'm placing my bet is on her. Mm. Um, I don't know. We'll see. But so anyway. can we talk about the doctor's desk? <laughs> I want to talk all about his office because I am. I don't know about you guys, but like I am so ready for a new look TARDIS uh, interior. Like I like one that looks like largely different the way that, um, you know, we went from the coral to the fifth doctor or to fifth doctor to the series five. Yeah. Tar- in TARDIS interior where it's like totally different. Yeah. And then this one is sort of like has been throwbacky. Yeah. Um, since yeah, the snowmen, I, I think we, we, we talked about this. Like I, I we're both super into the idea of like the way it looked at the beginning of the movie. Like Gothic yeah. TARDIS, yeah, or like, yeah. Or, like, or, like, or like a hobbit hole, you know, like a study, right, right. 
yeah, I would love, I would love like a legit study with like wood and stuff. I also really love the idea of like an urban TARDIS with like brick and metal. Oh, and did stuff. you imagine twelve? Yeah, like industrial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, almost having... looks like a like a back alley with like the TARDIS <laughs> thing in the middle. Like that'd be so cool. Imagine having the walls of the TARDIS. Like twelve has it covered with like framed LP covers. <laughs> That'd be cool. I think it's too late to talk about anything with twelve because I'm pretty sure I, I know, we're we're cool. yeah we're like coming down. It wasn't going to happen otherwise. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah. So yeah. So so the doctor invites Bill over and he's like, "Hey, I'm the professor or the doctor," and it's like you seem really cool. Do you want to you want me to be your private tutor? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, before that, like, I, I, I think it's there's a couple of things that happen that I love about this because the whole reason that he asks her or tells her that he's going to start tutoring her is because he wants a companion again. But yeah. for some reason, the way that he mentioned at the end, he promised someone that he wouldn't do that anymore. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. So he can't take her on adventures. I don't know who that. I I guess did he promise River? Yeah, I was gonna say maybe. Yeah, River. I mean because he doesn't remember Clara, right? Right. Which was a great callback thing. <gasps> oh uh, my god. Where she said, where he tries to mind wipe her, and she says, Bill says, like, what? How would you feel if someone did that to you? And yeah. like he has this moment of like almost remembering yeah. and they play that someone did that they play clara's theme in the soundtrack oh it's so good oh man i like recoiled in pain i was like Ugh, yeah that hurt that was that was so good but yeah so so there's these I really two like bill's theme i don't know that i really remember it the music they just played at the beginning i don't know i just i don't even know if that's her theme i just like the music they played at the beginning oh okay that's right. another thing that We'll have to talk about like I wonder if Murray Gold is going to come back for next season or if oh, this is his last season. I can't imagine that would be a that would be a seismic loss. But I mean, you know, I'm mean, you know how I am about the future. I always say, yeah, on. yeah, size seismic loss. But like the change could be cool. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so there's these two things that happen in this scene that I I really like. Um, he's noticed that Bill is coming to his lectures. And she like basically points out like your lectures are super cool. That's why I come, even though I'm not a student. I just work in the cafeteria. It's just kind of a will chips. hunting situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, I come because your lectures are cool. Like, I don't even know what you teach here. It's like the university just lets you do whatever you want, <laughs> um, which is uh, really cool. But then she says she sees the police box in the room. And she's like, how did you get that in here? Do you have like a kit or something? Because like. You know, the windows are the windows and doors are too small. So, you know, it couldn't have come from outside. And he's like, oh, I gotta lift it in or whatever. And I just like that she's noticing things yeah. like that. Because it's oh, a, yeah. a surefire sign of like, oh, this person's a companion because they can think outside the box. No, you, no pun intended. But, <laughs> you know, yeah. I had a very similar, I, I had kind of a similar thought where you could, and it's, I guess, it, I think this is just a credit to Capaldi as an actor, but you can see why they make a good group or why she fascinates him. And like what mm -hmm. I noticed that what kept happening in this episode is she kept pointing out stuff or her reply was never something that, she, that he saw coming. Right. 
I'm like the like details, the, she, like the lizard lizards in her brain thing. Yeah, yeah. Or like that <laughs> she comes in thinking that already things are going to be like sci-fi. You know, she keeps saying things are right. sci-fi, and right. she's fascinating. And I, I and I think it's you get to see why the doctor is so kind of like, yeah, yeah, fascinated by her. Yeah. Well, and then there's that bit, too, where he says, like, he sees her in the lecture. And when he says things that people don't understand, everyone in the class frowns or furrows their eyebrows, except for her. She smiles. Mm -hmm. like and I was just like, yep, she's a companion. Like, I just <laughs> I love that. I think that's I think that's great. So just, you like I, it I when someone so tells you new things, eh? Yeah. <laughs> and then the uh, the TARDIS lecture is maybe one of my favorite things Moffat has ever written for the show. Oh, oh, oh my so gosh. I, yeah, like I, I was I, I, I told myself, like, that's going to be the next uh, photo set on that's going to be all over Tumblr. Like uh -huh. kind of replacing the Vincent and the doctor speech at the end, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, time and relative dimension in space is life. Oh, that's it so means. good! Oh my god, and the thing about like, 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 imagine like your time being a city, and like, yeah, there are buildings that are like the day you died and the day you were born. Yeah, it was awesome. Like the cool thing about this episode is, I feel like again going back to to if Matt Smith were the Doctor, I feel like there this could really easily have been really like wanky, though not to be mm -hmm. crude, but you know the way that you know, Eleven the show kind of like deified him a little bit yeah like he's the strongest most handsome most coolest guy that ever <laughs> every time he speaks it's so great and we're lucky to even be in the same room with him and like right and then it but this they didn't say it but you felt it like oh my god i would totally go to this guy's lectures all the time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely no it's it's super cool like i i really like Capaldi's doctor in this setting as a college professor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really cool as sort of like a base of operations. And presumably this is what he was doing in the Christmas special. We just didn't see it. Yeah, yeah for like 70 years. Yeah. Oh man. Um, I just I love that. I want to know who his connect well, like what his connection to the university is. Like, how did he get this job? I know. I kind of want them to go into that a little more. Like maybe it was how cool would it be if it was like founded by a character, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I uh I really like that. Yeah. But um I think my favorite moment in this episode is probably the scene with the doctor and Bill at Christmas with their little no, they're crowns. Little little yeah, they're little Christmas crowns. Um, which, which, I mean, the doctor, I feel like we've seen Capaldi's doctor in one of those things before. Um, and if, if we haven't, it just feels like it belongs on his head. Yeah, did, but didn't that happen at like last Christmas or something? I think it did. Yeah. Um, but in any event, it's weird. We've had three Christmases in a row with this guy. Um, <laughs> I know it went by uh, fast. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I Bill just looked absolutely adorable with that stupid oh thing on her head. Yeah, with all her for her hair in the middle. Yeah, just like up. Uh, yeah, 
Oh, it looked great. I, 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 loved I, it. I profoundly related to that moment because that's what my head looks like. <laughs> I try to wear one of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but what I loved about that scene, so like this whole this episode, um, you know, throughout we've been like looking at the doctor's study or office or whatever. And he has like a jar of old sonic screwdrivers. Oh, um, that was amazing. Like the, the way that you keep pens. Yeah, I yeah, love that. That was so yeah. great. That was awesome. And then the he has the two photos. He has the of photo course. of River and the photo of, of Susan, who you know who that is now, Nick. I understand that reference. Yeah. <laughs> good. Feels good. Yeah. Um, and, and I, so like, I did a little fangirl squeal, like, yeah, when you cool. saw Susan, yeah, yeah, for Aww. sure. Um, but what I loved, I think what I love so much about that scene is like, so, so I, I love them just like broing out. I'm into that. Um, but then there's that bit where she talks about her mom and she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't really know her that well. You know, she, she hated getting her picture taken. So I don't really have pictures or anything. And then she leans forward and she's like, but really if, if someone's gone, do pictures really help? Oh my God. And then you cut to like him looking Susan at the river. river and Susan. And I was like, Oh God, that's rough. And then she goes home oh my God. and her foster mom is like, Hey, I found a box of pictures. Like I didn't even know I had. And she's looking through this box of pictures of her mom. And she hasn't seen many pictures of her mom. And she sees the doctor in one of the pictures. And you realize that he went back in time yeah. and took a bunch of pictures of her mom and left them for her. And I'm just like, that is the most doctory thing to do. The most like passive aggressive, like <laughs> nice thing. Like, like I, I don't know what the what the nice version of passive aggressive is. Um, but it it's it's such like just a perfect 12 moment for me. Because it's because so it's like, understated. Yeah, it's understated. It's an incredible use of time travel. You know, it, it's it's sort of like a it's like an every part of the Buffalo kind of Doctor Who moment. Well, again, I, I this this episode is, is perfectly titled. Mm -hmm. I, I think this is very deceptively and very deftly uh, a reboot of Doctor Who. And mm -hmm. I, which is weird because it's the last it's the last season with <laughs> under yeah. this uh, showrunner. So yeah, it makes, it makes it makes no sense, but yeah. it. It 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 does it brings the show back to basics in the best way, and mm -hmm. this moment is such a great human moment that you don't need to have a complex understanding of the mythos to understand why this is dramatic and and and, and heartwarming. Mm -hmm. yeah, and it and, brings back yeah. the mysteriousness of the Doctor. Yeah, yeah. They they also did something really cool that you know the most awkward bit. Of any pilot type episode or situation is the getting to know you phase where like, oh, she, you know, the, the companion is not going to believe him or they're not going to want to get together, but we know they're going to get together. And mm -hmm. this episode had such clever ways of avoiding all of that, like they having make having them already be friends who trusted each other before anything. Doctor Who even shows up is such a good idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I love that. I, I I love the bit where he, she gives him the rug for Christmas, and then she sees the rug on the floor, Under, but yeah. the TARDIS is on top of it. Yeah, she comes back like two weeks later because it's like uh, and, spring. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. And she's just like, I thought it was too heavy to lift up. Yeah. And it's like, what'd you oh, say? so good. That's uh, a, is a great, that's a great, uh, that, that's like, there's a lot of really great setup and payoff moments in this episode. Um, it's really, really well done. And yeah, I do think it's a back to basics approach. I mean, <clears throat> I have in my notes that this is basically like Rose meets 11th hour. Yes. Um, totally. It's just, it's so good. Uh, so let's talk about the Doctor who stuff. Sure. Yeah, <clears throat> let's get to it. So the the puddle, the the alien oil puddle, um, very eleventh hour. It's like it's it's yeah. very or like they don't uh, crack matter. in the wall. Yeah. Um, At first, you know, I thought it was the crack. I thought they were doing like there's no way in cold hell they're doing this again. But <laughs> yeah, but that's what it looked like. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's it was it was interesting because like the bit where. The inside the puddle, um, the person is like, you know, like we found a pilot and we're like doing this and that or whatever. Yeah. Like it's very reminiscent up. of uh, Prisoner Zero has escaped, right. you know, like that right. whole thing. So like it's very 11th hour in like a really in really cool ways. But like what I love about it is it sort of represents Moffat's tenure on the on the on the character because like that started with the doctor running into a kid and and that's what started his journey as showrunner and now yeah. he's like a tenured professor um, <laughs> like i just i really love that i i i love that um I don't know. Conceptually, I'm just like really into that. I think yeah, that's like cool. Going from like like t from Tigger to that old owl from the Rats of Nim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not even the owl from Winnie the Pooh. Just another owl entirely. No, the owl from Winnie the Pooh is still pretty hyper and excitable. That's true. He was also a Fair stone enough. cold idiot. Remember when he sent them all on that wild goose chase because he didn't know how to spell? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I oh, was yeah. so mad when I was a kid. I was like, you idiot. I don't um, know where the friends are <laughs> after this. I um okay, so so I have a bone to pick with one element of this story. Go ahead. Uh, which is that okay, so when they find the puddle, uh Star Girl, Heather, um, is the unlucky like, hey, girl in the in the world. Yeah, she's like, she's like, hey, look in this puddle and tell me what you see. And she's like, my reflection. And she's like, what about your reflection? He's, she's like, oh, it's weird. I, I, I don't know why it's weird, but it's kind of weird. It's like off or something. And when she finally tells the doctor, the doctor points out that what she's seeing isn't her reflection. She's seeing herself. And so, like, when you look in your reflection, you're seeing the opposite of what you look like to everyone else. Yeah. Um, and that's why like pictures of you always look weird because that's what you actually look like. But it is one of my favorite cure songs. <laughs> right. Mine as well. Um, boom, but, uh, um, boom, I don't know. 
I don't know what you're emphasizing. Just that I made that joke. <laughs> um, but my bone to pick is like when they realize like, oh, that's what's wrong is like everything's flipped over on the wrong side, but it's the right side, but it's not a reflection. So it's the wrong side. And I'm like, did did they did no one like just move? And he's just like, look for something that's not symmetrical on your face. I'm like, just raise your hand. Like, right. I don't know. <laughs> what what is it? And she's like, oh my badge. And she's like talking about her little her, her little badge on her jacket. But I'm like, just raise your just raise one hand. Right. Moffat clearly isn't used to pointing a camera at himself the way a lot of millennials are. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Um, I, but I, yeah, I thought you know I it wasn't your reflection. <laughs> Just thought that was the weirdest thing. There's no earthly um, way to do except for <laughs> you see. it is when, when they said, when they were like, Hey, come look at this puddle, I laughed out loud because I was like, I was like, Damn it, Moffat, like this again. Like, <laughs> I, I, no, I, I was thinking this, like, I love, I have this, I have this, I came up with this visual. While watching this episode today, that I just hold really dear to my heart now. It's just Stephen Moffat, and he's like just walking through the streets of London. It's like early fall. <laughs> he's like wearing a nice like coat. He's walking through London. He's like, hello, London. And just he sees like <laughs> he sees like a puddle on the ground and he goes, Now what if that were just a wee bit spooky? <laughs> what if what if, oh, the, I, what if what if that crack on the wall was just a wee bit spooky? Just a little bit. <laughs> I yeah, I was I was picturing another scenario where he's walking or outside with his kid and his kid goes to like step in a puddle and he's like, hold it there. There could be anything in that puddle. <laughs> anything. <laughs> yeah, he just is constantly scaring his kids by making everyday objects like terrifying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what happens when you look away from something, don't you? Oh god. Yeah. No, I have to look away from something. Why are you scared of that crack in the wall? Well it's just like, a oh, crack in the wall. <laughs> um uh, anyway. I'm gonna I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna miss him. <laughs> you know, I will say this. With this with his tenure on Doctor Who ending and Sherlock being over. I, like I'm very curious to see what the hell he does next. I I mean like I, I know this is just you and I fan casting, but I really want him to write a James Bond movie. Yeah, I mean so do I, but the Broccoli's have to want him to. That's true. Hasn't that's, he hasn't he like expressed problem. interest in writing that? Like writing a James Bond movie? Oh yeah, a bunch of times. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, the it's the yeah. third part of his British trifecta that he wants to do. <laughs> and finally, the crown. <laughs> That's not the, Downton Abbey, the crown. No, I mean like like like, like his, his plan is to usurp the throne. Oh, oh, first <laughs> Doctor Who. I thought you were literally then, writing the crown. Then Sherlock Holmes, then the crown. <laughs> I I you know I could uh, I could see him getting like a show on Netflix or something like that. Oh, totally. I almost I would love to see him next. do. I would love. I would be fascinated to see him do something kind of like coupling again, like something that isn't genre. Oh yeah, sure. He might be a little. 
he might be a little too far removed from the things that those kinds oh, of shows right, are about, though. Right. Unless it was about like a grumpy 60 year old man. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Who just ran one of the most successful shows in British history. Um, for longer than Barack Obama. It starts funded. with it starts it starts with a guy who's writing James Bond quitting Twitter because people are mean to him. Oh my god. <laughs> um anyway, uh so yeah, so I I do I mean it's a very Moffity pres like uh uh premise. It's, you know, it's it's, it's kind of like Stephen King. There's vintage Stephen King that is entertaining and there's vintage Stephen King that's kind of like bad fast food. Right. And and I think Moffat's kind of the same way where for better or for worse, he's a writer that has a set of tropes that he's that just are just going to show up. It is it is work. And mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. it lends itself to the story and sometimes it, it kind of shows itself. hmm. I mean, like, it seems at this point, it seems unreasonable to expect him to not do like you know like nursery rhymes or you know right right the the edges of a door when it's closed being like a demon (laughs) (laughs) i don't know like i'm just waiting for him to do an episode about closed doors there could be anything behind that door what are you doing closing that door son ah no (laughs) <laughs> his name's Mr. Closed Door Man and he's got a nurse crime. <laughs> oh, I'm just I'm just picturing like the closed door and then there's like a knock and it's scary. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, didn't yeah. they already do that? Like midnight? Didn't they already do the whole knocking on the door thing? Oh yeah, I guess so. Midnight? <laughs> yeah. The 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 train one where they're stuck on the train and there's a knock and you don't know what's outside. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, fair enough. All right, so I guess uh, Russell T. beat him to the the knock on the door. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I also really liked the fact that, like, um, the effect of her, uh, like, being, like, the girl from, like, The Ring or whatever, like, where she's, like, dripping wet, it reminded me a lot of... Oh, yeah, yeah. It also reminded me of, like, Waters of Mars. Oh, yeah. And that still scares the crap out of me, so I was just like, oh, God. Something about stuff being wet, you know, mm-hmm. like even like going back to like Alien. Yeah. Just when, mm-hmm. when something's like just dripping wet. Yeah. That actress really like I kept thinking about her, like her getting cast and being like, I'm, wait, what? I'm, what am I doing? <laughs> right. Um, so there the are Daleks is- in this episode. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. The TARDIS reveal, <laughs> I think, is uh, is my f- maybe my favorite TARDIS reveal like, oh, in yeah. the new show. I love the way it was shot. It was gorgeous. Yeah. Where, well, like, just the out. way that, like, where she's like, he go- she goes inside the box, and then she's just, like, hiding by the door while the yeah. doctor walks away and turns on all the lights. Because she thinks she's in a little box. So, like... She's not even paying attention to behind her because in her mm-hmm. mind, she knows what's behind her. It's the other end of the box. Like, it's yeah. just it's a little box. And when and then when she's like, she's like, you know what I think it might be? I know you're not a sci fi person, but and then she turns around <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> like, it's just 
I love that. You know, I, I know this sounds weird, but it's sort of it's the most I've ever wanted to watch Doctor Who on the big screen before. Mm hmm. Like in that moment, oh. I was like, well, I could really see that looking good on 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 the big screen. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, for sure. And I and I then I loved that it took her so long to get to the bigger on the inside bit. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and then Nardo, Nardo and and the doctor high five like that's my favorite. Oh, we made it. <laughs> we did it. Ah, she got there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I like that her first her first observation is like why why is the acronym in English that makes no sense. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh really hard. <laughs> or like, wait, so it's in disguise, so you made it look like a thing with a open door <laughs> sign? Yeah. yeah. Also, I love the small detail of the like the doctor on the on the box in his office on the TARDIS, he has like an out of order sign. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. like when they go to hide from from the the water lady, um sure. he like they get inside the box and then he puts his hand outside to take the out of water. It's almost like a back in business sort of, you know? Yeah. Like, like well, I, I, yeah, I just, I love that. This is that little detail. Yeah, it's good. Um, but yeah, so we do, as they're trying to run away uh, from this thing through time and space, uh, we end up in a uh, Dalek war and it's actually a reference to an old episode. Did you catch that, Cass? Uh, which one? Uh, it's the from Resurrection of the Daleks. Oh, uh, it's the Mavellan War. Um, in Resurrection of the Daleks. I did uh, not because I did not. <laughs> oh well, it's the it's the that's the like, fifth Doctor one, right? Yeah, it's the white haired, long, oh. white long haired oh. people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's who the other people are that are like shooting at the Daleks and stuff. Huh. Um, nice. So it's like a direct that they they go to that episode for some reason. I don't know why. He doesn't run um, into like Tegan. It's like Doctor. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but it's the uh, it's the promo. Yeah. Which I wasn't expecting oh. the promo to be from an episode. I thought it was just something they shot special for the announcement. Yeah, it was really cool to see that actually tie into stuff. Yeah, that was really good. Um, so yeah, I it's I I loved all that stuff of them like running away from her, and I loved the reveal that she was chasing them because Bill told her, you know, to promise not to leave. Um, and I love that they, whatever that thing is, chose her as their pilot because she wanted to like get out of there. She wanted to escape. Like mm -hmm. I like that too. Um, no explanation to the, to the star thing though, in her eye. Yeah. Does that happen? Can that happen? I don't think so. I would, I kept waiting for them to explain the star in her eye. And yeah, I happened. kept waiting for her to be like an alien and then she just wasn't. Yeah. I will. Oh, at least weird. now we know why this episode was originally called the star in her eye. Yeah. Oh, right. That would have been a better title. I don't like the pilot as a title. It's confusing in my. It's TV it is show. very confusing. It's not worth the joke. No. 
No. I yeah, the star in her eye, that's cool. And it feels I like, like that as a title. And the star in her eye feels like the title of a love story, which in a lot of ways I feel like this is in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. When did the doctor get mind wipe powers? <laughs> magic. I don't magic. know. Magic. Remember like, when the magic when he got the magic? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when he rege- like got his re regenerations. What if that's just the bluff that he's developed? (laughs) You don't remember anything. Okay. Eleven just magically got the power to like headbutt somebody, and then like all of his brain just ended up in their brain. Oh yeah, remember that when he did that to Craig, the greatest (laughs) companion ever? Yeah. (laughs) Starring international king of film and television, James Corden. Um, so what do you guys think, uh, the doctor and Arnold are hiding in the vaults? Like what's, 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 what's in there? It's 11. Yeah. <laughs> it's 11. Get me out of here. <laughs> it's the Pandora. Yeah. I never left. I, I never, we are still in the Shonies. I, I think it's, well, I, I actually think it's the master. Mm. Oh, John Sim. Uh, yeah, I think it's John Sims' master. Yeah, I think, I think he's in there. I think it's some because it's got Gallifrey and writing all over it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, remember when um, that person on the Facebook group showed us that that book that's coming out? I want to get that. The Gallifrey and like fairy tale book. What Facebook group? Or someone comment? Someone left us a link to something that was like, I think you guys would like this. And it was like a book of Gallifrey like fairy tales. Oh, I think it's on. I think it's on just on the Doctor's Companion like Facebook page. Oh, okay. Yeah, we don't have a Facebook group. We should get one. Um, maybe I'll. Uh, maybe I'll start one. Nope, we gotta earn that, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Uh. Yeah. So I, I. I. think. I think it's. I think it's John Sims Master is what's in that vault. You know, I really um, wish we didn't know that that was happening already. I think they probably shot on location somewhere and had no choice. Yeah, that that's fair. Yeah. I mean, that's just the side effect of, of paparazzi. Yeah, yeah, you can't do anything about it. They want to ruin things because that's they can sell the photos. Yeah. Yeah. It's their job to ruin things. Thanks, guys. Though, um, so, like, we were watching the episode and um, that we were watching the trailer at the end and... Mm-hmm. I was about to lean over and be like, uh, to Norman, I was going to be like, hey, did you know John Sim was coming back? And then the last shot of the trailer happened. So I just pointed at the screen and he was like, oh, my God, is that John Sim? And like lost his mind. So it was like really gratifying to see someone be surprised by it. <laughs> oh, cool. oh, my God. Can you can you guys I mean, can we talk about his oh, his master beard? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, I'm so ready. Oh, that was that was my favorite part. I was like, oh my god, you got a master beard. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I literally think I sounded like that when I was watching it. And Bethany was just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Listen to me. Oh god, get a master beard. I have to I have to see him pass. <laughs> oh my god. 
Oh my god! Oh, so good though. Also, uh, Nick, did you did you hear the Back to the Future reference in this episode? No. Where? <laughs> no, I didn't. He's more disappointed in himself than anything else. <laughs> I know. Uh, no, the at the end of the at the end of the episode when he's like, uh, he goes. It also means. What the hell? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, I guess that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. They both said it. Yeah. I love that. It was good. I would honestly uh, get. Also, uh, oh, go ahead. I would just say I would get like a shirt that says like TARDIS. Like it means life. I don't know. Yeah, sure. And what were you going to um, gonna say uh i was gonna change the subject entirely and talk about how much i freaking love capaldi's hair this season yeah oh, it's kind of like long and like mussy yeah every yeah. season he becomes it, it gets more he just gets more and more comfortable uh-huh i was gonna say disheveled but i guess comfortable also works yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh he looked great in this episode like remember like, season he just, eight when he, he looked just, like a vampire yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I like, like, it's, it's interesting seeing his, his like evolution as the doctor is like very pronounced, like more so than I think most other doctors. Cause like Tennant basically stays the same. Smith basically stays the same, except that his, he, in like the middle or like in the last, like. In like the third act of his doctor, he suddenly has a completely different costume. Yeah, he just gets a top hat. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, well, because he has that weird like three piece purple costume. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, just, I don't yeah. think he ever Which leaves the like, bow tie. The bow tie, I think, stays constant. Right. Right. But um, Capaldi, like your worst ex boyfriend, just like the the bow tie was always a part of his wardrobe. <laughs> But Capaldi's doctor, it's just so like kind of laid back and chill. Yeah, it's cool. You know, not to not to put the, not to put too fine a point on it, but he reminds me very much of uh, Tilda Swinton in Only Lovers Left Alive. Mm. Mm -hmm. We're just kind of like, yeah, that, that knock around. And I love that he just always wears wearing the boots. Oh, yeah, it's it's also um, I don't know. I, I do. Like the idea that he's been teaching at this college for fifty years, like that's yeah. Oh, I love. I just I love that joke where he. I, where she, I love that. I love that joke where she was like, "But I just have to ask." And he's like, "I know, I know. I don't look. I don't look anywhere near old enough." And she's like, "No, no, it's not that. It's this." And just like <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. little like furrow brow that twelve does. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, was there any? Was there any? I can't really remember because this and class are kind of bleeding together in my brain a little bit but was there any mythology uh, yeah. building at the end of the episode that we're not talking about i mean the vault yeah um but other than that i mean i i think the vault is really the only thing and i and i really am I, i'm i'm basically positive that it's john sims master in there well we're quite famous in my opinion for uh <laughs> calling the the twist of in season eight like from episode from like the beginning. Mm-hmm. 
True. Also master related. Mm-hmm. We know yeah. our masters. We do. We should be called the masters. <laughs> um, <laughs> the masters companion. Oh. Uh, that's a completely different show. Yeah, it was <laughs> true. It's it's just us, but with uh, goatees. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, can you imagine if we only talked about the master episodes? We'd be done by now. <laughs> yes, we would. Um, so yeah, uh, wh- what do we think about the uh, the coming soon trailer and all of that? I mean, we talked about the last shot of it, but what did what did you guys think of everything else? I Which- am interested in. The episode that looks like um, potentially like Space Knights, and I'm hoping that it is mm. like the Merlin thing that I desperately want to have already happened. But we'll see, I guess. Yeah. Can we talk about Space Knights today? Because <laughs> for yeah. some reason, Space Knights came up a couple times today. Really? Yeah, dude. Remember in class? Oh, yeah. Those are knights. I, I mean, we'll talk about that in a class episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a theory about that I want to I want to I want to talk about with um, the uh, Mondas uh, Cybermen. Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't think they're Mondas Cybermen. You think they're like people? Or no, I think so for a long time, like, so, okay. So the only reason that I, I point this out is because I think about it a lot because it, for the longest time, <laughs> that's like the no, no, no. All right, of the show. That all, that all, that all makes, that all, that'll make, that'll make sense in a second. Hold okay. on, let me get there. So, so, uh, it's not as crazy as that sounded. <laughs> uh, so for the longest time, I've always wanted to write a spec Doctor Who episode in which the Doctor appears on a show called Doctor Who, where all of his villains are like cheesy people in rubber costumes, you know, like the old show. But he's the real Doctor, but he's like, why are all these things fake? Awesome. And it's the and it's the companion that points out that they're fake because he wouldn't know the difference because they look like monsters he's fought in the past. Right. Um, so so I've thought a lot about that, about how I've always wanted that. And then last year, someone asked Capaldi what his dream episode of Doctor Who was. And he said, oh, I would love to do an episode where... I was the doctor, but I was on the show and like the show was real, but not real. And I was the doctor and it's like this whole meta thing. Nice. And I was like, oh, wow, that's like the episode I wanted to do. And then they showed the Manda Cyberman and I'm just like, hmm, would they really do the Manda Cybermen straight or would they do them? Would they bring them back in a story that is like this weird meta thing. Like, <clears throat> like I almost had him, or almost like like the like the 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 Batman the animated series episode. Yeah, maybe or like like <clears throat> different impressions of Doctor Who in the kind of a meta way. No, like as in the Doctor is on uh, on Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, right. Like, like the doctor is on a show called Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I, so, I get it. I get so, it. Okay. All right. Um, because that's not what you described when you repeated it back. Well, you no, described I'm, this well, other well, what I, well, what I was saying is like, like, I don't, I would be, I would be flabbergasted if it's, if that's 100% what the episode's about, but I, I could see it being some kind of meta textual episode of Doctor Who, which that would explain why they're using that specific skin of a Cyberman. Oh, I see. I, I just think. I think it would be an interesting way for the doctor to go out. But but then again, all of these episodes could end up being like have like weird ties to old episodes. And that's why they're coming back. Because, I mean, this one has a weird tie to an old episode. Right. Um, yes. So maybe that's just like what they're doing this season. Well, didn't um, didn't we say off mic that Stephen Moffat described this season as putting the toys back in the toy box? Right. Yeah. This is like uh, he wanted to be like a best of run. Like he just wants this to be like meat and potatoes. Doctor Who. Nice. Um, which I'm I'm really into. I, I also I've also really when I thought of that, that episode, that episode concept, like a couple of years ago, um, I thought of it because of the mind robber. And so I always just thought it would be some sort of connection to the land of fiction. Like yeah. because he visited the land of fiction, they fictionalize him, his yeah. life and yeah. him. And then he visits the land of fiction and it's just Dr. Who. Um, and I, that would be amazing if that's what ends up being like, this ends up being like a weird land of fiction season. Um, That'd be so like, good. Revisiting old show, old episodes and stuff, and it's just Moffat, just like you know, bleeding his heart all over Doctor Who before he leaves. <laughs> Don't ever say cool. I didn't. I didn't care. So let's uh, let's go over episode titles before we wrap it up. Leave this season. It sounds like the greatest My Chemical Romance album ever made. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so we have the pilot next week. We're talking about smile, uh, which looks cool. I think then we have episode three is thin ice episode four. Oh my God. Episode four. Knock, knock. <laughs> oh, there's the doors. Oh, it's no. the door episode. <laughs> it's, it's the door episode. <laughs> when I made that joke, I had forgotten that one of the episodes was called knock, knock. That's okay. hilarious. Anyway. Uh, episode five, Oxygen. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, this sounds more like a Coldplay album. Never mind. <laughs> oh, oh, son, don't breathe. That could be anything. <laughs> don't you know about Mr. Oxygen, the little clown man that <laughs> they, lives in the air? <laughs> there could be little, like, microscopic aliens that are killing you from the inside. <laughs> Just a little bit every day. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, uh, episode six, Extremis. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get into, like, the super cool titles. So episode seven is called The Pyramids at the End of the World. Okay, give me that right now. Yeah. <laughs> and then episode eight is a pun title, Cass. You'll like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lie of the Land. Nice. Good, good stuff. Nine, the Empress of Mars. Okay, I need that one. Never mind. 
uh, in which in which we meet the first female uh, ice ice warrior. <gasps> Shut up. Yeah. We're getting ice warriors this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, and a female ice warrior. Oh my Empress god. Of Mars. Yeah. Um, she was in the uh, coming soon trailer. That was the the ice warrior. In the oh coming my god. Soon I need was, to rewatch that. The Empress. Uh, number ten, another great title, "The Eaters of Light." Ooh. Um, that's the episode written by the uh, writer of Survival. Mm. Nice. Um, the Cheetah People. Yes. Um. <laughs> oh my God! What if all of these are callbacks, and her episode ends up being a sequel to the Cheetah People episode? Is that why John Sim is there? Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Guys, what if the Pyramids at the End of the World is like a sequel to... Uh, pyramids of Mars? Pyramids of Mars. I would lose my mind. <sighs> oh, my God. One of us can tell only truth. One of us can only tell lies. Oh, my God. Let me ask one question. <laughs> um, war- okay, so th- number 11, episode 11's title confuses me. I like and it's it. not a typo. It's not a typo. I've looked it up a bunch of times. It is called World Enough and Time. Hmm. World Enough and Time. That sounds like an E.E. E. Cummings poem. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't. It just doesn't make any sense. And I assume it's just going to make sense when we watch the episode. But like, it's a weird title, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Also, number 12 uh, doesn't really make any sense. Like, it's really. <laughs> Uh, episode 12, The Doctor Falls. So, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Oi! Oh, I'm regenerating! (laughs) Oi, my back! (laughs) Is that the callback to to the sixth doctor? Oh. Oh, no. Which, by the way, um... This this is this is fun. So I just read that apparently the finale is going to tie back to the first time that we saw the twelfth Doctor. Oh, cool! In the uh, the the fiftieth anniversary special. Oh, that adventure! Yeah, they're gonna bring they're gonna bring that back. Oh, um, do you think that's how they'll so bring? That's, in, think that's how they bring in Matt Smith? I don't know. Why do you keep bringing up Matt Smith like they're going to bring him back? Is that a thing? I mean, there's always rumors. My little parents oh, don't okay. have anything. <laughs> there's one now. Uh, so anyway, so that's uh, that's our season. Um, We're back. Baby. I am. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to this. And also episode six, seven and eight is a three part episode. Oh, my God. So extremists, the pyramids at the end of the world, and the lie of the land are parts one, two, and three of That's a of a single story. So good. Yeah, it's our first three parter, I think, ever. John Sim. I mean, John I mean the closest, the, the yeah, the closest <laughs> is the last time John Sim yeah. was on the show. Um, but but even but Utopia is it like that's not like a true three parter because Utopia is like its own episode, right? And then, and then at the end it. is like ah. <laughs> but uh, this is apparently like a true three parter. Nice, which is cool. Yeah, this was this one was just really fun. Yeah, yeah. 
The next week's looks pretty fun too. I'm so glad Doctor Who's back, you guys. I know. The world I'm feels so more right. Yeah. It does. It's true. Um, so yeah, so we'll be back next week uh to talk about Smile. In the meantime, you can check us out at duelinggenre.com. Uh we all have separate plugs now. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Cass, where can people find you? Uh, well, you can find me and my co-host Norman on Lord of the Rings Minute, which is awesome. Yeah. You you should describe what that is in case people actually don't know, because oh. this isn't a Movies by Minute show. Okay, so the Movies by Minute thing, um, we talk about the Lord of the Rings extended editions one minute at a time. And yeah. it sounds uh, insane, and it is, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and Nick, why don't you, uh, why don't you plug our show? Cause I've got my own show too to plug. Oh, I get it. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, once upon a time, there were two best friends and Nick and Scott. <laughs> and, uh they, uh, they had a podcast called back to the future minute where they, they <laughs> The uh, Back to the Future trilogy, one Back to the Future traveling minute at a time, uh, <laughs> and uh, but then some big stupid fancy guy named Zach came along, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, was like, I like Spider Man because he's earnest, derp, and uh, <laughs> and I like go to marches and inspire people just as this iconic character, uh, and uh, <laughs> and so they started a podcast called Spider Man Minute. And uh, and it's really really fun. There's and in true Scott Corelli form, there's two episodes out before the first episode that uh, that you can listen to already. <laughs> um, and yeah, Back to the Future minute. We're about to wrap up. Uh, it's about to be the end of an era. We're uh, we're seeing the sunset, and uh, yeah. But uh, if if you haven't started listening yet, now is an excellent time to do so, and it's a lot of fun. And I'm very mm-hmm. proud of it. And you can uh, find all of us on the writing staff of Geek by Night, our original podcast series with a full cast and uh, sound effects and things. And and we all write the show. And uh, it's about uh, it's about friends who run a comic book store together and get superpowers. Uh, it's about it's a show about fr- friendship and fandom and family and all that good stuff. So, um, you know. It's a it's a heartwarming uh, dramedy. Yeah, I would call it I guess. dramedy. Yeah, it's All like right. what's like the Marvel movies where there it's a mix of of uh, of drama and laughs. Sure. Yeah, and uh, and Nick is in it. He plays a character, I so you should uh, you should you should check that. Out. I'm kind of the uh, <laughs> Mark Gatiss. That's the, the first time. That's the first time I've said that on a podcast. And you haven't acted surprised like you forgot. <laughs> yeah. Usually you're like, oh, yeah, I do. I am on. Yeah, that's right. I am back here. That's a thing. <laughs> uh, so uh, so go check that out if you haven't yet. And uh, if you want to, and this, this is the last thing. God, you guys have already stopped listening. I know you have. Um, but if you are still listening, uh, we have a Patreon, duelinggenre.com slash support. Uh, where at the $5 a month level, you will gain access to all the bonus content that we post on our uh, on our Patreon. And it's a lot of stuff. 
Um, but uh, if you if you do support it there, so later this week in the feed, you're going to get our review for the first episode of Class. Uh, we talked about how we were going to cover it, and we are going to cover it. So you're going to get the first episode. If you want the rest of the season, the other, I think there's 10 episodes, that eight episodes. Right. I don't remember. It's like eight or 10. But if you want the rest of this, if you want to hear our reviews of the rest of the season, uh, we will be doing that exclusively for our Patreon members. Uh, so you'll get the first episode here on this feed later this week, a couple of days from now. Uh, and then the rest of it will be on our Patreon. So if you want to hear what we think about the rest of the season, become a Patreon member, help us keep the lights on, help the show keep going. Um, and uh, I know it doesn't seem like we need your help because come hell or high water, this show has been going on since 2009. Um, but, uh, you know, it makes things easier. And if we got more Patreon support, I mean, I, I think we would have less uh, extended breaks like we just got, came off of. Um <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, so become a Patreon member, uh, duelinggenre.com slash support, help us out there. You'll get as a bonus, you'll get our class reviews and all the other bonus content that we post on Patreon, which is like two or three times a week. It's ridiculous. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you in a few days with our first class review and next week with a uh, smile. Bye everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.